Well, good afternoon, and thank you for joining me. Let's pray the chaplet, okay? If you are in need of prayer, maybe you're going through a tough time, um, love to pray with you, and, and of course, you can pray with our spiritual family here. I'm going to ask for your prayers today. I shared with you yesterday that my wife had tested positive with, with COVID over the holidays, and I went and I got tested with her, and I was negative, even though she tested positive, but I felt terrible over the weekend, so I went and got tested yesterday, and my test results came back this morning, and I am uh, COVID positive. So um, I'm a little bit under the weather today, to say the least, but um, I want to be here with you. I want to pray rather than laying in a bed. I'd rather spend this time um, with you. And uh, of course, in isolation, if you're wondering where I am, I am broadcasting remotely. I'm not infecting anyone, so I'm out of the loop right now. But I, you know, you're my family, and I I could use your prayers. As I said, I am nowhere near where I need to be right now. And um, I ask for your prayers. I I want to reiterate something I'd said when I began the broadcast today. I was talking about COVID and I'd received uh, an email from a woman uh, a couple days ago and she was uh, pregnant with her sixth child, heavily into her pregnancy and discovered her, her husband was, you know, going to strip clubs. She found this off an Uber app. And it devastated her. She confronted him on him. He denied it, denied it, denied it. Eventually, she left after Christmas, and he admitted it. And now he's gone into full denial. And you know, even when she was going through postpartum depression afterwards, things were kind of rough. And I won't go into all of her details, but um, I wrote to her because I was really moved by her. Here's a mother of six, deeply wounded, betrayed, and um, doesn't know what to do, and um, asked for prayers. And all I could do was offer both my prayers and my suffering. And if you're going through a difficult time right now, maybe it's financial, maybe you two are dealing with COVID or a health issue, or maybe it's some sort of other suffering you're enduring. Uh, don't waste it. There is a power. There is something meritorious. There is something very beautiful in our suffering. You know, when we unite it to that of Jesus Christ on the cross, our prayers become amplified. It reaches the throne of God. Miracles happen. I'm telling you, there's something unbelievable about it. And I, and I shared in the very beginning of the hour about what St. Faustina wrote in her diary. You know, she had these incredible experiences. She glimpsed heaven and hell and purgatory. She was drawn up before the Trinity one time and she understood the degrees of heaven that moving a degree closer to to God, what that would mean. And she was willing to suffer all the sufferings of the martyrs, all of them combined, all the martyrdoms. And you know how some of these martyrs died. They were flayed alive, impaled, boiled in oil, crucified, disemboweled, eviscerated. You know the stories, right? Burned. She'd be willing to endure all of them if it meant moving just a degree closer to God in heaven. So don't waste your suffering. Embrace it, use it. Let's let's offer it up for others. I'm going to offer my suffering up for you right now. Whatever your intentions are, uh, because it amplifies prayers, it moves the heart of God, I think power is going to come from these prayers today. And I want to pray for you. I uh, got a, a text from a friend today asking us to pray for a man by the name of Robert Heck. And I want to pray for him. Uh, Karen, we're praying for him. So, um, you know, uh, he apparently is on dialysis, has sepsis. They need to put him on a pacemaker but he's taking a turn for the worse and they need some emergency prayer right now. So that is on the way. I also want to pray for a police officer. He wrote to me, Joe, I hope you're listening or Joseph is what he goes by. I'll call you JJ. Um, he says, I've been a police officer in Tennessee drew for 20 years. The job within the past two years has just come unbearable. The anti-police agenda that have been 
that we've seen constantly on the media is one thing. Uh, what has been even more difficult to deal with is the department reaction. They've made it clear that our quality of life is not important as long as their political projects are met. Due to their response numbers, officers are reassigned, uh, which is causing other officers' shifts to be changed to combat crime during hours they normally don't work. And this has caused a tremendous amount of stress on me, which affects my wife and our marriage. I've applied for several jobs this week. Please add me to your intentions. One of these jobs is God's will, and I'm able to leave. Joe, I hate to see a good, well-formed and loving man, um, you know, leave law enforcement. But I do pray for you, and we will pray for whatever God has in store for you. And I want to pray for all those who find themselves in a compromising situation uh, right now. Uh, I also... Um, I want to pray, share one last intention here, and then we'll take some of yours. And you can always join me, 888-914-9149. This person says, thanks for spreading divine mercy. My dad was in hospice. He was suffering, and it seemed to be, he seemed to be fighting with God, who seemed to be calling him home. Now, my mom was not familiar with divine mercy, and I didn't even have an image, so I called the neighbor who brought the image and a pamphlet. We placed it in his room, and we privately prayed the prayer printed on the pamphlet. Later that evening... Around 2 a.m., my mom awoke, and she felt a need to be with my father. While sitting there, she prayed the prayer for a happy death for my dad. Not sure exactly the name of the prayer, Drew, but as soon as she prayed it, he became peaceful, and he took his last breath. Had it not been for the promotion of this devotion, I may not thought of it. So all I can say is thank you. I'm using this experience to increase my trust in God and in his mercy. And that's what this prayer is about. There are a lot of people approaching death this very moment. I really want to lift every one of those souls up and I want to pray for them because this is a prayer that the Lord promised in the final hour could mean the difference, you know, in terms of their eternal, their eternal salvation. So let's pray for these souls right now and let's pray uh, for you. Uh, I'm joined right now by Chris Flood. She's my colleague here at Relevant. And Chris, it's always good to pray with you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Glad to be here. Anything you want to pray for or lift up? I would just like to pray today for our associate Jim's wife, Erin, who's oh, yeah. in need of healing and, and our prayers. Yeah, we prayed for her yesterday. We'll continue to pray for her. Thank you for remembering that. I want to lift that up. Pray for all the souls in purgatory. Maggie will give us some uh, of your Twitter intentions if you want to post them. You can go to Twitter at Drew Mariani Show and get them in if you don't get through on our phone lines here. Um, but I, I do feel called to, to pray for those who are really critically ill, those with health problems and those who are dying. 105 people die every moment. So as we pray this chaplet, 105 people are going to die every moment. By the time we're finished, probably about 3,000 people will have been called before our, before our maker. So uh, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, our first call today comes from Anne. She is listening in uh, New Jersey, Orange, New Jersey. Hi, Anne. Hi, Drew. I'm calling to ask special prayers for Gary Montagnino, who is a friend of ours. Um, he's quite ill, and they don't know what the diagnosis is yet. Um, so I'm asking the spiritual family there our spiritual family to, to uh, please pray for him. I love and it. And thank you, Drew, for all your work and what you do. I'd also oh, yeah. like to um, pray for the abortion issue to be gotten over. That's a good prayer. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for remembering that because we should be praying for that every day. Supreme Court deliberating on what will be a very important decision. So. I know life will ultimately be protected. Good always conquers evil. Lord, I just ask that by virtue of this prayer, you dispel the forces of darkness and evil. And you allow life to be protected from the moment of conception through natural death. I do pray for Anne and uh, for Gary's healing and for all the intentions she brought forward. I unite her prayers to all who now cry out to you as we pray, Eternal Father. We offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Andrew's praying with us in Chicago. Andrew, good afternoon. Hello, uh, Drew. Yes, I'm calling uh, regarding a, uh, a cancer in the prostate. Mm. Uh, I want healing. Okay. And uh, I also have some condition to in the intestinal area. Okay. And that's, All right, Andrew, let's pray that's for you. That's it. Let's pray for you. I, you know, thank God for medicine, right? A lot of men have had prostate cancer and have 
been able to successfully navigate it through surgery or other sorts of treatments. So let's pray right now for your health, for your healing, for whatever the doctors are going to do for those intestinal issues. And Lord, I pray for anyone right now battling cancer, any man who has uh, testicular cancer or uh, who is dealing with prostate issues. I want to pray for any woman awaiting her mammogram test, anyone dealing with uh, vasectomies. I want to pray for those contemplating vasectomies. And I'll talk about that coming up a little bit later. I just give you our reproductive systems. I give you our bodies. I give you our health. And I just ask for your healing touch. But I pray for those going through these health conditions that you fortify them, strengthen them, return them to health. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, let me uh, bring Maggie into the conversation. She, of course, is monitoring our Twitter intentions. Maggie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. We received the most beautiful picture of a family uh, crowded together in a hospital room um, from Eric. And he said, please pray for our nine-year-old special needs son, Michael Patrick, who died last Friday. Oh, no. And for our family as we mourn. So. That's sad. I told him that that we would absolutely lift his family up in prayer. Um, And Debbie wrote to us, she said, prayers for a positive outcome for test results and for the repose of the soul of my son. Marcia wrote to us, she said, please add Jerry to the Divine Mercy Chaplet. He's in hospice with stage four lung cancer right now. Uh, She said, thank you and, and God bless this ministry. Mark wrote to us, he said, I'd like to pray for the reduction and elimination of violent crime, human trafficking, and drug problems that afflict our society. Um, And then Aaron wrote to us, he said, praying for the soul of Father John Nowak. I guess he was uh, the rector for the congregation at St. Hedwig's here in Chicago. Uh, He died last night. Oh, no. yeah, and, and then one last one, Drew. I, I retweeted this on our Twitter just because it was so beautiful. Picture of a, a swaddled newborn baby. Um, and Marilyn says, Thank you all for praying for Ileana, who is pregnant with cancer. Her due date was uh, the 3rd, and she had a healthy baby girl a few days before oh, that. God. Yeah, and it's just a, a beautiful picture of this little one. So just good news. Well, boy, a lot, lot going on, huh? And so many, so much, so much loss of life. It's, I feel bad for any parent who lost a child. I pray to God I never know what that's like. Um, but I do want to pray for the comfort of those parents who lost children and those who've lost loved ones in particular. It's, it's difficult. Um, it's unimaginable, really. And let's add to these intentions you just voiced, Francisco. who's praying with us in India. Hello, Cal- dude. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you got it. Your intention for today. It's um, we're trying to sell our home, so we have a showing at 3 p.m. 
and uh, we're hoping for an offer to come in and praying for you and your family and for all the people that are suffering from COVID or in a hospital that they don't, there's nobody to pray for them. That's a great prayer. Well, Francisco, I'll tell you what, I'm glad you got through. And what I would recommend you do when they're doing that showing, go out with your wife, get in your car and go pray that chapel to divine mercy and pray it over and over again and ask God to, to bring that right buyer into the home for the right price. And we're going to pray for you right now too. So we'll give you a little prayer power ahead of time. But uh, I know God will, God will work uh, and lift that up. And Lord, I, I love all of these intentions that have been brought forward and all that he brought forward. But I, I pray for him. I, it's so difficult when you have to move, when you have to sell your property. Um, I, I pray for all those in transition, those looking for homes, those trying to qualify. Uh, and I just pray that your will be done in Francisco's life. And I extend that to all who are listening right now, whether it's the sale of the home or looking for a new job or getting out of debt or dealing with finances or the temporal issues that that challenge us in life. There's so many of those, the slog of life. I give you that. I ask that your grace permeate it and you allow us to, uh, to navigate it with you at our side. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Barbara is praying with us in Dallas, Texas. <coughs> Barbara, good afternoon. Um, hello, Drew. Thank Hi. you. Um, I'm praying for my grandson, nine years old. He's Luke, and he's down at St. Jude's right now being tested. He got brain cancer when he was five and came back last year, and he's being tested on his spine and brain right now. So I'd like them not to find anything. I hope that everything's clear. Well, I'm glad you got God bless you, Barbara. Thank you. We're going to pray for that beautiful grandson of yours. I like your prayer, right? Lord, pray for nothing. Right now, Lord, we do intercede for little Luke. Pray for all those awaiting those test results. I just ask, Lord, that that miracle's happen. You know, I often, you know, one of my favorite aspects of, of what the Lord told St. Faustina is he, he told her that people just don't know the scope of his divine mercy, right? They just don't. Therefore, we don't pray for big enough things. That's why I always say, hold out a big cup, pray big, ask big. Cancer's not bigger than God, right? Miracles can happen. Doctors can look one minute at the scan and next time say, what happened, right? And that can happen with your relationship and with your finance and with all the things you're praying for right now. So Lord, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love. And I really just ask right now uh, that you hear these prayers and that you answer us. Eternal Father, we offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. 
Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, our next call comes from Linda, praying in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Linda, good afternoon. Drew, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. After a beautiful Christmas, um, my daughter, Carrie, who had um, her booster, she got COVID. Her daughter, Kaylin, who was 12, got um, a serious um, case of COVID, and Kaiza, who is negative and is 13, she has to live on a different floor mm. and has to have her food delivered outdoors. And I think the three of them need a lot of prayers for recovery and for strength mm. and fortitude. That's my prayer. I love it. All right, well, we're going to pray for you, Linda. Thank you. Thanks for getting through. You're part of the family here. and We'll lift up your daughter, your granddaughter, all those intentions. And let me add to your intention, just a few others here before we pray the fifth. Robert is praying with us in Reno, Nevada. Hi, Robert. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. This is Robert. Um, yes, I, I heard at the beginning of the show that you said you came down with COVID. I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, it's a tough, I, I tough day for me right now. It's hard, <laughs> but go ahead. I Robert. know. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Believe yeah. me, my son had was asymptomatic about a year or so back and yeah. didn't know he had it. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. But anyway, I heard the attentions for that special needs family. I pray for them, and I pray for abortion to put an end to it. Okay. And I pray for my family, last but not least. You got it, Robert. We're praying for you. You're part of our spiritual family, so those intentions will. Be part of this final decade. And Gloria, let me sneak you in, too. Good afternoon. Thanks for listening to us in uh, Georgia there, or California, Baldwin Park. Hello. Hi, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. You're welcome, Gloria. Uh, Go right ahead. Yeah. I'm calling uh, for to pray extra, for everyone to ask, please pray for that woman that uh, she found out that her husband was uh, visiting strip clubs and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through a similar situation. My husband passed, so I couldn't. I never had the chance to ask him why. But I relied on my faith. I went to healing masses with Father Sears over here in California, and I felt a, a heat come into my heart, mm-hmm. and it helped. They started the healing process because I was so angry at him. I went to. Uh, uh, over here in Los Angeles, uh, I got a hold of the cathedral, and they had a group separated, widowed, and divorced. So I got, I went to those, and I got out yeah. my well, tears and grief and all that. It, it's been 14 years, but and I still worry about them. I mean, I was angry yeah. with them in the beginning, but now it's like yeah. may God have mercy on his soul for he did a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. Gloria, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear what you went through. I do want to pray for any woman right now or any man where there has been infidelity, where there has been abuse, where there's been betrayal, where there's been that deep hurt and that woundedness. That God's mercy, which is the ointment, it is the, the balm, it's the remedy that can heal those deep soul wounds. I just ask God that you go and you heal them. 
There's children who've been abused. Lord, I pray for those who've been raped and violated. Lord, I pray for those who've been the victims of tr crime, tragedy. And I just, I just lift them all up to you now, and I ask for your divine healing. I'll sneak one last call in here because I don't have much time left. John's in Albuquerque, and I think he's got a serious situation. Uh, John, good afternoon. Hello, Drew. Um, yes, uh, my plan of attention is for the protection of my son and his friends at school. They got jumped by a group of students. And I talked to them about uh, calling the truth. Um, the other kids, it doesn't seem like if they want to, they're, they're holding grudges. And yeah. um, with the school shootings and everything that's going on in this upside-down world we live in, I worry. And I just yeah. want the protection. Um, yeah, I don't blame and you. I'm also praying for um, um, a financial miracle um, and, um, and for the protection from the coronavirus or from any kind of illnesses or anything like that and for the intentions of everyone at Relevant Radio. Well, you got it, John. First of all, you know, if there's threats of danger, get law enforcement involved or the authorities at school or do what you can. But I, I'm with you. I'm going to pray for protection over your children. I'm going to offer my suffering for everyone who's praying with me right now as I am personally slogging through the show, uh, having been diagnosed with COVID this morning. Um, I just want to, you know, if you're suffering right now, let's pray for each other. There's a power in it. Let's pray throughout the day for, for one another. Let's just bring all this to the mercy of God. Lord, I give you all the intentions that we just heard, all those who are on hold, all those who have written, all those intentions deep in our heart. You know what's best for us. So we trust in your mercy. We turn to it as we pray, eternal Father. We offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help, pray for us. Mother of Mercy, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Pray for us. St. Faustina. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. St. Peregrine. Pray for us. St. Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. St. Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. Father Seraphim Michalenko. 
Pray for us. All you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. Send me those petitions. Let's keep praying for one another. I'll be right back. You don't want to miss what I'm about to talk about. More men across America are getting vasectomies as an act of love. I'll tell you why and ultimately what the church teaches. You'll love this. Stay with me. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. I saw this article from, I believe it's MSN News. I know, what was I doing there, right? It, it happens. Uh, and it says men across America are getting uh, vasectomies as an act of love. Man, doesn't that sound Christmassy? Hmm. And in it is, I guess, Andy Gress, he says, I wanted to man up. <laughs> I can't, it's kind of hard to imagine him doing that like with like a manly voice. But it's like, I wanted to man, I wanted to man up. And, and my take on that is, uh, so your your idea of, of manning up is, is by reworking your plumbing. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, uh, that was Bill Whittle. Men getting vasectomies. Well, buckle in, gentlemen. And this might be a squeamish conversation for you. Well, we got to talk uh, about the rise of vasectomies in our country right now. And I saw a study that was out, an article, that talked a little bit about um, men deciding to get these out of so-called love, right? And I, I just want to warn those who are tuned in that the next couple of topics are going to be sensitive. If you have young children around, uh, you know, this might be over their heads or... You know, you may not want them listening to it. Um, I, of course, we'll always try to be very careful about what we say here. But um, just a quick heads up. You know, I don't know if you've heard in the past years about World Vasectomy Day. Um, you know, you love these days. It's, you know, Donut Day. It's, you know, Radio Broadcaster Day. World Vasectomy Day, right? Well, uh, that's when men are encouraged to go to their local urologist and, well, get themselves so-called fixed, Right. So when this comes up, the mainstream media, they love it. They push it. Local urologists say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe on world, you know, uh, vasectomy day, we get this this increased traffic. You know, it's unbelievable. Well, doctors are seeing increased traffic right now, but it's not necessarily because of that day. Instead, there's a movement underway for men to, to get snipped because of a new law in Texas that limits abortions. And here's how the Washington Post headlined it, okay? And I, I'll quote the headline, Washington Post. Quote, men across America are getting vasectomies as an act of love, end of quote. Uh, you know, there aren't any stats available right now, but, but anecdotal you know, evidence shows that urologists are seeing these big increases in numbers of men who want this surgery, and they're doing all kinds of advertising to promote it. There's even a documentary that's been made about one doctor in Florida. He's called the vasectomy king, right? The vasectomy king. I know. How gross. How Yeah. And Maggie was just saying, that's not a title I'd want. I agree, Maggie. That's horrible. The vasectomy king. Why? He, he, well, he has a um, he has clinics now all over the states, and he's advertising on billboards and, and in other meetings. Making money. Bottom line, it's just like the abortion industry. It's like anything else. I mean, it's all about it's all about money. You know, that's why he's the vasectomy king. You know, he's driving around probably a nice car and it's a nice boat, and he's doing it, you know. Uh, snipping men and, uh, you know, cutting off their fertility. Uh, what's being pushed right now, as the, the Post was reporting, 
the, the, and I, again, I go back and I say this to you all the time. This is just my own worldview. This is how I see things. I, I try to look at the big picture, not the tree, but the forest. I like to see the 30,000 foot view, right? Uh, and words are so powerful. In, in the way you phrase things, in the way you couch things, in the way you present things um, are incredibly um, effective. They really are. It's, it's, it's propaganda. It's advertising. It's a lot of this. The way they're being pushed now as an act of love. All right. And again, that's a, a clever deception. It's an act of love, right? Uh, yeah, well, I guess it is an act of love. It's, it's really a self-interested love. You know, one advocate that they, they interviewed told them that the quality of life for millions of men will be adversely affected if, if this right is taken away from, from women. In other, women, in other words, you know, if a woman can't get a doctor to terminate her child, to kill her unborn child in the womb, then, you know, that she and this guy made together, then, then men are going to have to step up. They're going to have to do their part, right? If they're not going to just take the pills, she wants to make sure that, you know, that no, <laughs> there's going to be no swimmers that get through, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, and this is really, um, this is really quite sad to be honest with you. And, and before I go any further, I just want to qualify one thing. I know many of you may have had vasectomies and you might think, I didn't know there was anything wrong with them. I, I do want to talk about what the church teaches too. And if you made the mistake, if you, if you have engaged in this, this particular sin, um, God will forgive you. There's always the sacrament of reconciliation, that sacrament of mercy that I often talk about. And we'll talk a little bit about the theology behind this, the morality behind this. I think it's important because you're going to see a lot of people uh, who advocate going to get their, you know, to get vasectomies and they don't think anything's wrong with it, right? There's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. Um, it does affect relationships, believe it or not. Over, you know, the, the church teaches it's wrong to get a vasectomy or for a woman to get a tubal ligation to get her tubes tied. And I know many of you women may have done the same thing. You said, oh, I've had so many kids, I can't have any more. So just, I had a tubal ligation with my last C-section, you know, a lot of people see that um, is just kind of a nasty rule made up by a lot of old men, right? These old unmarried priests and guys in funny hats, you know, saying you, you can't get a vasectomy, you can't get a tubal ligation, right? Um, now, I, I, honestly, there's a lot of wisdom in the teaching of, of the church. And I want to talk about both of them. I want to talk about what happens when you go down this path, what happens to the body, what happens to the relationship, you know, because there are there's a ripple effect to that and how it may affect you and uh, your partner. But I also want to talk about the spiritual component of this as well and uh, what the church teaches. And I'm joined today by the co-founder of Reclaim. They've been with us uh, many times in the past. Great group. They're, uh, Jeannie Hahnemann's the international co-founder and executive director of Elizabeth Ministry, which deals with pregnancy loss, but also big part of this group called ReclaimSexualHealth.com. And they're helping a lot of people overcome uh, the destruction that pornography often brings. But uh, Jeannie understands these sexual ethics intimately, and she's here with me today. Jeannie, always good to talk with you. Good afternoon. Thanks, Drew. It's great to be with you as well. So there, you know, this is being called an act of love. And, and you can see, you know, from one side, the argument, I'm doing this because I don't want my my wife, my girlfriend to have to have her tubes tied or have to take the pill, which could have, have carcinogenic effects or have to ultimately have an abortion. So I'm going to step up because I love her. We've already had X amount of kids, so I'm going to have a, a vasectomy. Um, 
talk about that for a moment. That that's one mindset. Um, some people call it a self love because you want to engage in the marital act without having to pay the you know have to deal with the consequences of maybe another life. But but address the whole issue that we're seeing here now. It's being called an act of love, and and what happens to those who ultimately get their vasectomies or their tubal ligations? Drew, this issue is so vitally important that we all embrace an understanding of what's happened in our culture with just the word you said, and that's mindset. We have so changed our mindset in the United States since the 1960s. Before then, another baby born, especially when many of us were still living on the farm, we looked at that as you know another pair of hands to help. But then it switched to looking at a new baby as another mouth to feed. So we went from believing that fertility and another child was a blessing in a family to what our society has pushed to tell us that a baby is a burden. And that's underlying all of this, Drew. And so good men, good men are being confused. They're getting this kind of a push from culture that's telling them that this is an act of love to destroy the gift God gave them in their fertility. Women are being told that same message. And Drew, my passion for this just keeps growing every time I talk to another couple whose marriage has been destroyed because they lost. They lost that initial commandment from God that says, be fruitful and multiply. And that is what our greatest tragedy, I believe, in this day and age that we are facing. We've lost the gift of femininity. We've lost the gift of masculinity. And all of this unhealthy focus on, well, I guess crudely, I'd put it sexual plumbing, where Mm -hmm. the article that you were quoting, it talks about a CIS man, cis man. And what does that mean? It means that we have now equated man as either a cis man, which is a man who identifies with his plumbing at birth, meaning a man is acting as a man versus a transgender man. That we've, we've gotten to this point where all this focus on this plumbing says, oh, well, we can just change the plumbing, so we might as well stop the plumbing. And that's where vasectomies and where we have tubal ligations that are just destroying the greatest gift God has given us, and that's to bring and co-create new life into the world. Yeah. You know, you and I have talked about um, contraception just in general, what hormonal contraception can do, how it can skew the way you look at your partner and how odor and scent, you know, all of the pheromones, things change, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious, when a man cuts off his reproduction or a woman does so with, with a tubal ligation, um, th- does it do any, anything physiologically to the man or to the woman other than prevent reproduction as hormonal contraception has done or does it have psychological impact? I mean, any studies done on that? I mean, and it's a broad question. And I know you've spoken to hormonal contraception, which is something you ingest. How does changing the body affect uh, the relationship or the way you know one sees one's spouse or even the longevity of the relationship or the intimacy of, the, of it? Well, Drew, it affects body, mind, and spirit. And we have lots of studies on all aspects of this to say that. And one that I would really encourage any of your listeners who have either contemplated having a vasectomy or have had one is the best source that I think is one person who's lived the pain and the tragedy of that sharing with another. And there's a book that's been written, um, and it says, don't, um, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And Kevin, who writes that book, 
I think that is vital. He's just had in 2005, he updated it with physicians giving, you know, their count towards this. So I'd encourage anyone, it's like $10 to download it or it's on Amazon. And it's going to give you all of these different potentials. And what you have to understand is there's really something called a post-vasectomy pain syndrome. And more and more research is coming out to be able to to confirm what Kevin has said in his book from way many years ago when I, you know, I think first talked about it on your show, is to be able to understand that it is not a rare occurrence for a man to suffer all kinds of physical trauma and pain and problems and lack of the ability to really engage in sexual intimacy after that. Um, But in the same time, what we have to recognize, it also affects their immune system. So today when we're talking about COVID and all these other, you know, damaging viruses that are out there, why would you want to do anything that could damage your immune system. So really, I'd encourage, because we're limited on time, I I can go into all those details if somebody wants to know, but to be able to say there are so many physiological problems that a man can have. Yes, is the actual surgery tend to be less, less risky than a woman having a tubal ligation? Sure. But the after effects can be as severe or worse for a man having a vasectomy. But trust me, women who have tubal ligations are very much in danger of damaging their bodies physically beyond the loss of fertility, but damaging the bowel, the bladder, major blood vessels, all kinds of issues. So, you know, I love the title of Kevin's book. You know, if it works, don't fix it. I mean, why? Why? The greatest gift that you've been given, your fertility, do you want to Mm -hmm. destroy your body to prevent it? That's um, that's mind-boggling. Uh, Jeannie, stay with me. I have to take a short pause. When we come back, we'll take a few calls. As Jeannie points out, we have very limited time today. If you've got a question, a comment, or you want to get in, you've got to join us right now. If you're on hold, I'll do my best to get you on the number right now. 888-914-9149. Taking a look at, uh, well, vasectomies. Men are getting them so-called out of love. They're on the rise. What is the ripple effect of these, both on the marriage, on your physiology, And spiritually, the church has some pretty clear teaching. We'll talk more about that when I return. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Get caught up on that conversation you missed by going to the Relevant Radio archives. Just select The Drew Mariani Show. It's great to be with you today. Thanks for joining me. I don't know whether you've uh, had your tubes tied, you had a tubal ligation, or gentlemen, you've had a vasectomy, maybe thinking about it. Big push for it right now in the culture. A lot of people are doing it. Uh, you know, they claim out of love, love for their partner. And I could see how they might think that. It's a little a little disoriented if, if you really drill down into it. Um, and my producer, Maggie, as we were getting ready for the show today, we she was doing some some searching and came across some audio. And Maggie, open your microphone very quickly if you could. One of the things you found that I found was striking. People are doing this for the environment. Explain what you heard. It's it's all over the place actually online um, in terms of either birth control or abortion or vasectomies. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are thinking that this is their moral duty to save the planet, that, that we're already overpopulated and their thinking is that um, we need to depopulate the planet in order to save it, which is a little scary. 
Yeah, no kidding. My guest today is Jeannie Hahnemann. Jeannie, lots of reasons that people are doing this, but maybe before we go to the phones, we should talk about the ethics or the morality of this as well. And the church, of course, believes that God's the creator uh, of all life. God created man, female, and male, right? And he, uh, he created them in his own image, right? And in marriage, a man and a woman, they cling to each other, become one flesh, and that marital act, that sexual intercourse, is really a participation in God's creative act. And we've often talked about what marriage is all about, what that unit of act should be about. The church teaches, you know, marriage and sexual intercourse is to be truly authentic. You know, marriage has got to be procreative and unitive. And procreative means being open to the creation of human life. And unitive, you know, in that sense, means that the two, the man and the woman, become one. They get that total gift of of uh, of one another to each other. A lot of people marriage are, are doing this, but they really don't realize that they're short circuiting the way God ordained or, or um, you know, wired marriage to be. I, I'd love you to speak about that quickly and then we'll grab a couple calls. Well, I think too, it's really important for us to understand what's going on in our culture. And that is that faith and fertility go very much hand in hand. And so it's really rare in the United States to, or other places to find a family with more than two children without a strong religious orientation. And we have to look at this falling fertility and the loss of religion and how they really do go hand in hand. And I mean, someone like Elon Musk has come out and said, if people don't have more children, civilization is going to crumble. You know, and I really truly believe he's not exaggerating. And Mother Church is guiding us to say, this is not the way you're supposed to go. Follow God's plan to be fruitful and multiply and to be open to life. And the church doesn't say you have to have as many children as possible, but it also says to always be open to life. And I can make this very personal. One of my daughters has a medical condition that to be pregnant is life-threatening for her. I was present at her births, and at the last two births, when her life hung in the balance, I mean, I'm going to get emotional even saying this, there was a part of me that wanted to say, do something, don't ever have any more pregnancies. And I had to really put my faith into my heart and say, do I believe that it is so important to be open to life? And I had to offer her, and I began to understand that the greatest gift we can ever give is martyrdom. And she has embraced this martyrdom with her husband. You know, and yes, you know, because she has what she has, the church says, yes, follow natural family planning to postpone a pregnancy or to prevent a pregnancy, but you're always still open to life. And she is willing to be a martyr to be a martyr, to conceive and bear another child. We, on the other hand, in our culture, are saying, no, you want that next car, you want that next boat that fans your house. That's much more important than having another child. And so, Drew, we're at a point where we really have no industrialized nation in the world today having enough children to replace the current population. And we see that with all the worker shortage right now that we want to blame on COVID or on some political thing about paying people not to work. Well, those things might be true, but there's also that shrinking pool of workers due to this birth control that's been going on since the 1960s. This is serious on a faith level, a social level, on a personal level as well. I'm glad you said that. I just saw a story in the Wall Street Journal this morning talking about how China, in particular, is really concerned now uh, because of their one-child policy, what it has done. 
they're now incentivizing people to get pregnant. So there is a, uh, a societal cost to this mentality. You're not just going to save the planet. I mean, people think that's the case, but the, you're really, in some respects, really going to hurt um, society at large. Let me go to the phones because we only have a few moments. Maggie, who's up next? Um, who, who's on deck? Uh, quickly. Dee listening in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Dee Dee. Uh, hello. I have a question. Uh, it's a non-religious question, actually. It's a medical question. Uh, is there any data or any studies regarding longevity connected to uh, pre-vasectomy or after a vasectomy? In other words, if a man has a vasectomy, is he going to live longer? Or if he doesn't have a vas- mm-hmm. vasectomy, does he... You know what my question is? Yeah, no, we, we got it. I think so. Jeannie, I don't know if you yeah. can answer that, whether you have yeah, that data. Yeah, I don't absolutely have can. And that is the fact that there are numerous studies out there now that are showing an increase in the risk of cancer, particularly prostate cancer, for men who've had vasectomies. So that's going to end in a result of shortening their lives. And so more and more studies have been done over the last decade, and I believe more will continue to be done. So I'd encourage your listeners, look it up, look at the facts, but also keep in mind that the pharmaceutical company is going to make a lot of money if you go the route of vasectomies. So to really make sure who's doing those studies that you see the results of. All right. Carlene listening to us in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Hi, Hi, Jeannie. I am a mom expecting my 10th child with my husband. Yes, one man, one woman. Um, And That's awesome. I will tell anybody who asks that it is not easy to raise a large family, especially nowadays when the culture Mm -hmm. is so anti-family. But our culture is falling apart because of this. That doesn't mean that we should just give in and stop having babies. My husband and I almost made the decision to have him get a vasectomy when we found out we were pregnant with our fourth, and I can't imagine what life would be like without the rest of these children. They are everything, and they bring so much joy to the people around us. It's, It's beautiful to see the love that they can emit when they are loved into being themselves. Well, Carlene, uh, first of all, thank you for such a beautiful witness to life. God bless you. It's, I'm so glad you called. Jeannie, I have a minute left. I'm going to let you respond and offer some final thoughts. My response is that God has blessed us with the ability to co-create with him. I was able to spend this weekend time with some Catholic families who are open to life, and I cannot tell you how beautiful it was to be there with their children who were witnesses that God says each birth is a sign of hope and that we must believe in that hope and be open to new life. Well, Jeannie, thanks for being with us. If people want more info, or to get some clarity on this, what's the best way to do that? Go to elizabethministry.com and go to our contact page. Contact, tell people you want some information on this. That'll get to me and to my husband, and we would be happy to help anyone with any concerns or questions. All right. Jeannie, thank you. Always good to be with you. Okay. Stay with me when I come back. Did you know that Divorce Day was yesterday? I want to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit more about love, marriage, and sex, a new study out from the pillar. Stay with me.